Welcome to the Mom Closet, a podcast where you get to experience freedom, the freedom to be a mom and more. Each week, we'll cover topics on self-care, personal development, spirituality, and everything in between to ensure you be, do, and have all that God has designed for you. I am your host, Naomi Osimedua. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to episode two of The Mom Closet. Today is going to be a bit emotional as I want to take you on the journey of me becoming a mom. Yes. As of today and as of forever. I am a mom of four children and it's it's amazing how I have a 20-year-old, I have an 18-year-old, then there's a 7-year-old and a soon-to-be 5 acting like she is 12. Yes. Welcome to the world of my only daughter Sparkle. But let me not jump ahead. I want to share how for me growing up, I always pictured being a mom. Now, on the African side, I am not too sure about other cultures. We literally grow up and it's, you know, go to school, have good grades, come out of school, start your career, get a job, and get married. And after that quickly comes have children. Well, for some people, it hasn't been quite in that particular order. I remember listening to a dear friend of mine, Lady Jokotade, a couple of months ago, and she shared something so profound, which was after having children, we basically are not told anything else to do. And I think that has created such a big vacuum of women getting to a place where they go through school, they get good grades, they get a job, they find a man, and they get married. They have the children as God would bless them. And silence. What next? And there's still some people who are of the opinion that that's where it stops. You be a mom and you do nothing else. This is why the work I do at the mom closet is truly, truly dear to my heart because I really want mothers to come to that place of realizing there is more. You can be a mom, you can be a stay-at-home mom, you can be a single mom, you can be a divorced mom, you can be everything else that you are right now, but you can still be more. You can still pursue your career. You can still build that business. You can still travel the world. Yes, yes, mom, you can. I absolutely love being a mom. 
I consider myself a steward, knowing God has entrusted four humans for me to care, to care for. It, it is a role I take seriously. But be rest assured, I am not a perfect mom. I don't know if there is a perfect mom out there. If you find her, please let her know we're looking for her, so she can come tell us about that journey of perfection. However, becoming a mom marks the start of a lifelong journey. While some may feel profoundly altered or shaken up with the reality of giving life to another human, others have also considered the motherhood journey as a transition to something new. But also, some have been amazed by the shift in focus from self to someone else. Being a, a mom has brought me great joy, pride, happiness, as well as worries and challenges. I think I got some great freedom a couple of years ago when I was reading an article about every season of our children's lives. We we are moms again. So when you're a mom of a two-year-old, it's totally different from being a mom of a five-year-old. Of being a mom of a ten-year-old, of being a mom of a thirteen-year-old, you're constantly learning on the job. And even if you have more than one child, you find out that because of the character difference and just how different our children could be, you are learning consistently. So you cannot take the experience of your first child and try to match it with the experience of your second child. Because they could just be different, and you're trying to put both of them in one box can spell disaster, right? So one thing is certain for me, though, creating a space where my children feel loved, safe, and secure, and understanding that they have a unique purpose on Earth is my priority. I don't want my children to see me as all that they need to. Know and be. I want them to experience the fullness of all that God would have them be. But one thing is certain: I never want them to look too far when they're looking for role models on that journey to fulfilling purpose. This is why I show up. This is why I do the things that I do. Not trying to prove any point, but trying to ensure that I live a life that is. Filled with purpose. So when I look at my children and I tell them, "Go for your dreams," I'm not going to have anyone looking back at me and saying, "Well, mom, yeah, right.、Uh, what about you?" Because it feels convenient to say, "You know what? I'm going to do everything for my children. I don't need to have a life. This is all that there is to me." If that is the path you have chosen. Absolutely brilliant, absolutely perfect. This is a no judgment zone. However, on my personal journey and my walk with God, I understand that God creating me was the first step. Me showing up on Earth and becoming a co-creator with Him is the next step. And co-creation is not just about the babies; 
It's about every other thing that I can birth to make this world a better place. As moms, I believe we're selfless. And truth be told, sometimes we lose sight of ourselves in the mix. As a mom, I have found strength I never knew I had. I don't know about you, but there were times I was just at the brink of it. And from nowhere, the strength comes for me to just keep going in the process of serving God, serving my family, serving humanity. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to God for that grace. I'm grateful to God for that grace upon my life. I first became a mom on March 8th, 2002. My, my journey of being a mom for the first time was, was bittersweet. I have to keep it real. Because at the age of 22, I had run away from home, eloped, and against my parents' wishes. So when news came out about me being pregnant, months later, I wasn't pregnant when I eloped, but I did get pregnant a couple of months after that major happening, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And I recall getting to that place where my guardian then, because I was still in school. So you see, I, I had a different mix. I did not go to school, have good grades, get a job and get married. I was in school, ran away from home. I eloped and then went back to school. Then I got pregnant. Yes, that's my mix. <laughs> Very unique mix. Very, very unique mix. And so my guardian felt it was my first baby and I needed to be with my family. Now, I come from a family of six. I am the first daughter. I have only one brother who is the first child and the second child and first daughter. And I've got four sisters. Yup. Picture that scenario. My parents did not want to give the impression that what I did was okay. And so I really wasn't welcomed. And when my guardian took me back home, it wasn't all joy. And looking back, then I was, I was angry. I was not happy with the fact that my parents were not excited that they were about to become grandparents. Now becoming a mom and having a 20-year-old and imagining some of the things that I did to my parents, I can only just ask God for mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Because I don't even know if my heart can carry the things that I did to my parents. But I was sent to a hospital where I could get proper care because my mom had a day job. Uh, she was a teacher at a, at a school and my dad of course had his job as an engineer and so i was kept in this hospital my cousin would bring my meals but i could sense there was still a lot of tension it wasn't just you know we're happy you're here but 
it was time to have the baby and the baby just wouldn't come out. And, and that was super scary for me because I remember they tried every natural way for me to have this baby go on long walks and try to get me to go into labor. I just was not going into labor or it would come at some point and then I wasn't dilating. And we were, we were ready to have this baby. And I remember just getting to that place where the doctors decided they had to induce me. That was the most painful thing ever. And I remember the first drip. Oh my goodness, the pain was intense. Thankfully, I had my son, Asha, and I remember my mom coming to the hospital. My dad was away and she said, congratulations, but you can't come home. I thought having that baby was going to bring peace and reunite the family and everything was going to be okay, but clearly, they still had their stand on me not being too close to give my sisters that wrong impression that it was okay to run off, get married, have a baby and come back home. And I remember crying so hard. I remember the, the joy of having given birth to a human. For the first time, I was... 23 at this point 2002 I was 24 I was 24 I was 24 and I was young I was clueless as to what to do I remember during the seasons where my baby bump was getting so big I didn't even know what to wear per se I still had regular clothes. I remember an older woman, Auntie Lily, God bless her, calling me one day and just opening up her closet for me to have more loose clothes that I could wear to make sure that I was comfortable and the baby was comfortable. Eventually, um, the father of my baby then took me back to where we were and I was received with great joy, great celebration, but I missed my I missed my mom. I missed my mom taking care of me. I missed that. Here in Nigeria, we have that culture where you give birth and you have your mom come take care of you, especially when she's alive. I did not have that experience. And I missed it. But then my mother-in-law quickly you know took took over but it was different it was different with my second son Yadel oh that was quite a journey I believe I was in my third year in the university when I got pregnant with him and Yadel came almost a year later on the very month Asha turned one was when I missed my period and nine months later 
Yadel came. So I had Asha March 8, 2002. I had Yadel November 2003. Yep. That's how quick they both came. And um, I was writing my exams. On a Friday, I had uh, one of the courses. And by Saturday, I just went into cleaning mode. I started cleaning and I knew when it was time. The contractions kept coming. They kept coming. I, at this point, I had learned how to time them. I had attended a lot of antenatal classes and I knew what to expect when it was time. It was about 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon, I can't forget. And we rushed to the midwife who I was seeing and I knew I trusted her to help me deliver the baby. This time around, I did not go to my parents. I stayed back in the location where I was. We got there at about 3.45 because it wasn't very far from the house. By 4 p.m., I had Yadel. By 6 p.m., I was back at home. That was Yadel's birth. Phenomenal, absolutely unbelievable. By Monday, it was a Saturday, by Monday, people who had seen me pregnant on Friday were shocked to find out I did, no, I did not have a baby bump anymore and I was already driving. His birth was just the fastest ever. Then we had the 12-year break of me being a single mom and finding love again and getting married in 2013. And by 2015, I had my third son, Samuel. Samuel's birth also was quite something because my water broke and it was the first time I was experiencing that. I remember calling my sister that morning saying, I don't know, I feel like I'm peeing in my pants. There's just water flowing. And my younger sister said to me, oh my goodness, get to the hospital. I think your water just broke. I got to the hospital and the doctor said, yep, it's true, your water just broke, but you're not dilated. And he was a bit weary of inducing me immediately. So he kept me for a bit, but at some point he said, no, we have to dilate your cervix. We have to we have to induce that process. Lord have mercy. That was quite some journey. Eventually I had Samuel, I think about 1 a.m. on the 12th of February, 2015. Now, Sparkle, my fourth baby and my only daughter, I'm going to have another podcast episode where I share the story behind her name. But her birth, I don't even know where I conceived Sparkle because I moved I moved homes in 2016 and I realized at the end of the month in the new home, I was pregnant. So I'm not even sure if I conceived her at the whole old house or the new house. But her birth was, was also quite unique because I think about my fifth month, I woke up bleeding and this was a first. And I recall rushing to the hospital 
and they did the ultrasound, they could still hear her heartbeat, and then the bleeding stopped. And then it happened a second time a couple of weeks later, and this time the doctors decided to keep me on bed rest for three weeks. What was amazing was the fact that in the entire three weeks I was there, I did not even spot for a second. And every day the doctors would come in to check up on me and they would ask if I'm okay. I would say, yes, I'm okay, but I have a challenge. Do you have a cure for boredom? I remember at this point, I had to also go off social media. For the first time in showing up online, I had to take a break because my health was at stake. And that journey was really emotional for me. But on the 30th of June, I was discharged earlier and I kept going for checkups. I remember that day, June 30th, the doctors had told me to come in for my last antenatal care uh, session. And on the 3rd of July, we were scheduled to have a C-section. Now, I had never had a C-section and I didn't know what to expect, but the doctors were worried about the bleeding and they suggested we go for a C-section so that if the bleeding should start again, um, they they really didn't want to risk my life. And so we signed all the papers. And so I remember yes it was June 30th and Sparkle was ready to come out. I woke up and once again in a pool of blood. And the moment I got into the bathroom, it was poop, 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 poop. It was a bloodbath, literally a bloodbath. My husband was scared. He ran out, called our neighbors. They rushed in and I was still trying to hold back, but I just couldn't. It was gushing out like a river. And the moment I started feeling dizzy, I started shaking. I, I could no longer feel my, I couldn't feel myself. I said, we gotta move, we gotta move. We got into the car. I quickly called my father saying, it's time, it's time. We had an uncle who was a medical doctor who lived close by and he had been monitoring my case. And um, I also called my doctor and, and told him what was happening. And for the first time ever, I think I realized how powerful our words are. There's a part of the scripture in the book of Proverbs that talks about death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. This was, this was, a, this was a life and death situation and I had to speak life. I remember I kept declaring, I will not die but live and declare the glory of the Lord. I am blessed. I just kept speaking life. I was shaking when I called my dad. I knew I was going. I was sleeping away, but I was not going out without a fight. I kept speaking. I kept speaking. I just kept muttering words of life to myself, to my baby. I had no idea what was happening, but I knew I was I was going into another realm. I remember at some point, my husband didn't hear my voice anymore and he called me out and I, I, I came out because I was sleeping. I was so weak at this point. I had lost so much blood. We got to the hospital. I remember the, 
the the young man with the wheelchair who you know picked me up he literally ran with me straight to the emergency ward my doctor was all dressed with his, in his scrub the entire medical team they dropped me on the bed the the person taking off my clothes was taking off my clothes the person trying to fix a drip at this point they were already struggling to find my veins they were tapping 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 last thing i remember was breathe inhale and that was it that was the last thing i remember so sparkle is my only child who i had through c-section and i have zero memory about her birth like i have no idea what happened but when i came out of surgery an hour later i came out of the anesthesia i was mumbling for for quite a bit i remember when i was coming out i was touching my 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 belly and the nurse next to me i kept asking her where's my baby where's my baby where's my baby and she kept saying your baby's fine i'm like i want to see my baby and she was like you need to be okay first eventually my husband would come and play me a video of my daughter but i noticed they had uh, an oxygen uh, pipe through her nose and i kept asking why and he said they are monitoring her because of just the whole emergency but it would be 2-3 hours later when when my doctor came in to check up on me then he started telling me what had happened how they literally had 2 minutes to bring bring out that baby uh from from my inside and when they brought her out she wasn't crying and they were stuck because I had given him an instruction and here I was on the bed lifeless literally thankfully the bleeding stopped so that wasn't a major problem for them to deal with however sparkle would not give that first cry he told me he prayed i believe they prayed if i can remember clearly i think there was some worship music in that in that uh theater room but then sparkle cried but because of all the just everything that happened the trauma she had to be taken to the neonatal ward and i was taken to the gynecology ward i had sparkle on a friday morning i did not see my daughter or touch her until sunday two days they were trying to make sure i was okay they were trying to make sure she was okay um they they had to get baby milk for her thinking she might be too traumatized to latch on and breastfeed i recovered very quickly i remember as at 9:10 a.m. i was already talking for someone who was in the place between life and death only a few hours earlier that was just a miracle of god's grace i believe it wasn't my time yet and so i had to stay back and complete the assignment and this is why i really don't i don't play when it comes to what i am here to do on earth i am very clear on the fact that i had a second chance at living on earth and i'm not going to waste it I am not going to waste it. 
So I'm super intentional about completing my assignment. The first time I held Sparkle in my hands was, it was so beautiful. She was so gorgeous. She still is very pretty. She doesn't look like me though. She just has my hair. <laughs> but when it was time to feed her, they thought, oh, she might not be able to latch. She might struggle. But when this girl latched on, my God, <laughs> it was obvious she was going to be a sucker. And she was. Like, I had three boys before Sparkle. No one, no one was as aggressive as Sparkle when it came to breastfeeding. But it, it was such a beautiful journey. By Monday, we were both discharged from the hospital and... Um, it's amazing to know with all that happened on that day, June 30th, 2017, I've not had to take Sparkle to the hospital for anything. I mean, apart from the cold and, and flu cough, she's just been a perfect little girl. And I'm just grateful. I'm, I'm just grateful. So four children, three boys, one girl, and just wonderful journeys of birthing them wow so there it is my journey of becoming a mom four times and like i said that's it no more no more biological children no more <laughs> that door is closed i'm good i'm good okay mom honestly i believe every woman's journey to motherhood is beautiful and unique. I want to know, how did motherhood change your life? As always, I'm going to be waiting to read your comments. So go right ahead and share that story with us. And if you know a mother who you believe wants to share her story as well, be sure to tag her and have her come listen to this episode. Thank you, mom. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me. I love you. Thank you for joining me today on The Mom Closet. Make sure to visit the website naomiosamedua.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and everywhere else so you'll never miss a show. We're social and it will be exciting to connect with you on social media at The Mom Closet. One more thing, your feedback is what I consider chicken soup for my soul. Don't forget to share your comments, leave us a review, and of course, get your tribe connected. We want to continue bringing you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next show. Go sparkle your world. <laughs>